Actor and filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials, as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Actor's Guide. Well, right now, we have been in the middle of a wonderful master class with Jamie Palanetti. He's the author of a fantastic acting workbook. On uh, It's based in method acting, and it's called Acting as an Art Form. And we are linking it to this uh, podcast, of course. We've linked it to the other two. This is today, part three of my interview with Jamie. And we're calling it Master Classes because he is literally teaching the actor how to be a great method actor, how to get the most out of your role, get the most out of your experience with other actors. Uh, he is also encouraging the actor to not think of this as a solo activity, but it is a team effort. So we're going to pick up where we left off last week, and right now I'm in a conversation with Jamie regarding uh, what the actor needs to do in order to create magic on stage, and that is the workflow, and he goes over that in his book. But I asked him a question, uh, what happens if you've done all the work you need to do, you're in a flow state, but magic isn't happening because the other actor didn't do the work. And that is a very complicated problem. But he answers that for us and gives us uh, his analysis of why that happens and what we can do to resurrect the magic. All right, guys, here it is. Part three with Jamie Palanetti. I'm going to back up because... Um See, this is we could have a whole podcast on on this one problem because it is, uh, and I don't mean to use the Stanislavski phrase, this one challenge of you know the the kind of bad apple, uh, and 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 it can bring down a production, a mm -hmm. film set, a TV set, and I've seen it many times, a play, a theater company, anything, and um, trying to navigate it is is always so. It is difficult, and actors run into it every day mm -hmm. on all levels, right. from A-list to film school students. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is something that you have to kind of come up with a plan of how, what am I going to do? You know, what 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 are my possible go-tos when I run into this? And like I said, we could have a whole a whole um, kind of discussion on it. But what I will say for producers and directors out there, and this is this is a huge topic of conversation with us now. These problems begin in the beginning, mm -hmm. and who is hired and who are the players on the team, and that's why professional sports teams are constantly reshuffling to try to find the right communal group. Mm -hmm. And I have often, 
we, for years and years and years, we did what I'm going to call showcases in my theater. And what it was is I taught a scene study class. And at the end of the scene study class, the actors would put their scenes up in front of an invited audience. Right. And we did 10 or 12 a year. The class was four weeks long. And then at the end of the four weeks, the actors would, you know, present the scenes to an invited audience so mm-hmm. that they could see what it was like to perform. Very important. Have a little bit of the pressure, feel those butterflies, get, <laughs> get you know, both nervous and excited and then have their rewards and learn from it. Okay, so the point of that is many times <clears throat> I would cast for roles in these um, you know, showcases and we'd have as many as 10 scenes in one night. These are short one acts, you know, and uh, I would need actors. And so I would use half or three quarters of the actors in my theater company and then I would do a casting for the other roles. <clears throat> Many, many times I did not cast the best actor. Mm. Many times I cast the actor that fit in best with the communion of the group. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to avert those problems ahead of time. And uh, unfortunately in our business, which is uh, a different conversation of professional acting, directing, filmmaking, and television – that is almost never considered. Mm, wow. And so, well, yeah, a lot of time. I mean, let's uh, nepotism, a lot of uh, weird, uh, horrible, you know, uh, the casting couch. There's so many things that we've even discussed on this show uh, where the, the reasoning for casting, uh, it can destroy the show. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, or the film or the play. Oh, yes. Uh, the, whatever it is. And it, yeah. it you know, uh, if, if, if what you were, t- what you're talking about as far as just how well someone, whether it, whether they have more experience or they're well known, it kills me when just because, and I could use an example right now, but I don't want to offend her if she's listening, but there's oh. a famous actor who gets cast a lot just because of who she is, not because it would be a really good fit for that particular project. Um, and it ends up dooming the project, in my opinion. 100%. Almost, almost always yes. it will. And if it, won't, if it won't doom it, it will not be of the artistic value that it could have been it, if yes. everybody was on the same page with the same goal, you know, trying to create art. Now, I and will that, say this, though. There have been times where I've seen a movie that was cast, and the person that they cast was someone, I, when I heard about it, I thought, oh, well, there you go. It's going to be awful. Because I don't see how th- knowing the the, the skills of, of, of the person or the limitations of that actor that I had seen in past productions. I just didn't see how that could work communally. And they would shock me. And they obviously did the workflow. They yeah, obviously they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and more than that, I think they had, they had a strong communion with their acting partners, the other people on the set and the director. And that team effort is something that I just push and push and push because, again, I've seen it at the highest levels and mm-hmm. I know how important it is. Look, everybody in the NBA can play basketball. Every NFL player is great. Every world-class mm-hmm. professional cyclist is the 0.01% of the best racers in the world. Why do some teams win and some teams lose? Mm -hmm. And this is why, in my opinion, this is why, you know, and, and you need it in any creative 
artistic setting with a group of people, it becomes so important, especially if people are stressed, if they're under pressure, right. if they're on time restrictions, you know, whatever it is, the, the stronger the group, the better the results of the project. And, uh, and yeah, that's yeah. why independent film and independent theater has been really my, my home for mm. 20 years. You know, that's wow. what I wanted to do. Uh, because I have worked on enormous TV shows, enormous commercials, mm -hmm. enormous, you know, um, episodic television network shows, and and um, it's just not enjoyable. Here's the thing. Uh, tell me, okay, this isn't the thing. This is a question. I I think about, for instance, the New England Patriots, and mm -hmm. I and I think about. Um, uh, yeah, the 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 two. Uh, well, what are their names? The 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 one guy, the bra the, the 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 Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady, but the other guy that that catches the ball for him all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I think okay, those two are the leading actors. Those are the lead act. You know, the principal, the principals. Correct. And Correct. then, but it is like you said, they're they're champions. They've been champions because all of the other players have done their workflow. They've done. They've entered a flow state with the two principles so everyone's working together and you know i i credit the the coach and in yep. and if we get away from the analogy and now apply it straight to theater and film the director the director yes, has the control over all of this it's the director and uh, and it has to be the director or the coach and there has to be one of them and they have to have the overall uh, ability to guide the entire project or team mm -hmm. and have players or, a, you know, um, a, a cast, what I call a, a hierarchy of a cast with everybody that is one happy with the role they have and two are there for the benefit of the group. That's right. And, and, um, and that's one of the hardest things to achieve. And, and, you know, I'll say it, because it is, I do talk about this in the book for actors to understand and study is you need to know your place in the hierarchical right. telling of the story. Right. Not just in the cast between two people that want to be stars. Right. You know, I need to know where does your character fit in the hierarchical telling of the story and how is that important to the central character mm -hmm. who is the person who is Tom Brady, whose story it really is, who's guiding the action. Okay. It's there. Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. Right. That's what that's what it is, and everybody else is playing a kind of supporting role. Well, and you it know, uh, not important. That's right, and 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 the goal mm -hmm. of the actor, uh, if if they are not the Tom Brady, the goal cannot be to steal the show or to oh, or what's that. They're going to lose. The well, team will. The team will lose. The team will. That's right, and the show will fail. Uh, and and the and then and the, I'll tell you what you know. The I've talked a lot on 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 this show uh, with with uh, actors and directors who you know we we talk about the fact that the audience they're not dumb. You know, no. they will no. suspend their disbelief because they have to, especially in live theater. Right. But oh. but they are not dumb, and they know. Yeah. I, I when I was in college, I I I was always the star, and then one day, 
I wasn't. They gave, I got cast as the nurse in Antigone. And I was de- devastated. I wanted to be Antigone, and and I was devastated. And my the my initial reaction is, okay, I'm going to play the hell out of the nurse. I am going to be the. I am just going to make the, the show all about the nurse. You know, that's your that's your your ego, your hero, the, wanting her journey. That's it. And I had to get a hold of myself and realize Mm-mm. my friend Christy got cast as Antigone and I was going to play the nurse, but I'm going to play the nurse as she was meant to be played. And and uh, that was how it has to be done. Um, you have. I'll tell you, and that is the definition of nobility. Mm-hmm. And that's that is why I say sports is one of the last great chances for young people to learn about nobility oh, yes. you know because you you team. you are part of the village mm-hmm. the team well the 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 the, the uh, sportsmanship the team yeah. uh the team effort the team you know the team mindset right. uh when it becomes all about yourself uh, right. As an actor, even if you are the principal uh, character, you know the 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 hero or the you know the the uh, you know that if you are not uh, even if you are or if you are not, there should still be an understanding for for what the purpose of the show is and and uh, and allowing allowing that communion to happen. That's it. It's funny because there's a line. I'm I've done you know a lot of plays and i I get them mixed up but i i think it's four dogs and a bone Mm -hmm. and i'm not certain but i think it is and and one of the characters she's going on and on about how she has to be the ingenue i have to be the ingenue i'm gonna be the ingenue (laughs) this is the last time i get to be the ingenue after this i'm somebody's aunt with cancer I love it. I love it. Well, listen, you know, we, well, I, I just got to tell you, I've, I've been looking at the clock and we're into a third, uh, a third episode here and that's oh, no. fine with me. I have to ask you a few more questions if that's okay. okay. Let me make a comment about what you said though, because it's so, you, you're, you're so astute about this and it's so important. Not only are the audiences not dumb, I'm going to go another step further is that they are, they are, begging for somebody to ignite their sixth sense. Oh, yeah. In our world today, especially, Mm. and especially if it's live, you know, they want to feel, they, I believe everyone has these six, seventh, eighth senses, these, these things that have been taken from us Mm. by modern society and technology and, and the suspension of disbelief, which there's a whole section in my book about, we, uh, I label it under realism, but mm-hmm. still it is so important to me. And, it, and, and in my opinion, I think the audiences of the world are craving it more than ever, yeah. more than ever, because we have lost it. You know, it, we have lost it in our, mm-hmm. in Hollywood, Hollywood right. has lost it. Well, and, um, and, and yeah. you know, I think about the world uh, of of the let's call it let's let's just deal with theater right now. Uh, okay. But but uh, you know, you think about theater, you can say okay, the the cinema, the you know. But but uh, when an audience member comes in to the theater, they mm-hmm. are entering. Uh, they're hoping that they're entering another world and they in another dimension and they want to be sucked in and they want to lose themselves in that world. And the minute that someone is not 
in that flow state, on that stage or on that screen, they are snapped out of that world. And what's that? They'll then check their phone. They'll check their phone. They'll go out for popcorn. They'll come back in. The point is they don't want to check their phone. They really, they want to, like you said, they want their sixth and seventh and eighth senses to be engaged. Uh, They want a spiritual, a spiritual, you know, experience, you know. I agree. I agree with you. And I, I, the, the art of filmmaking, and now it can be called television as well because because of our delivery mechanisms, you know, of the right. computer and the phones, it's all the same thing now. You know, film, TV, episodic, any kind of thing that you're viewing on a device, right. I think that is the greatest threat to our art form is the loss of mm-hmm. realism. Yeah, yep. And, yep. Uh, and, and actually, yeah. actors... Actors and 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 this and and some of this um, the communion that we're talking about, it is there's there's another element involved now, and it's special effects, and it's and it's yeah. uh, AI. It's a lot of AI. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that now is, I mean, they're substituting out some some of uh, some of what we would you know in the past never thought would we'd have to contend with. Right. Yep. And they're just you know they're instead handing people dopamine addiction. Yeah. And- it's a different. It's a different thing. Right. It is. It's a different thing, and it's a. It's just what it is. I, I say mm. in the book, there's nothing wrong with entertainment, and I use a. I use a, kind of um, a metaphor of the professional wrestling effect. Like there's nothing wrong with professional wrestling. It's uh, entertainment. We need it. Yes. You know, but it's not high art, and um, and and there's a difference, and and they the two mm. have overlapped. And uh, are continuing to overlap, and I know the people that are craving what you and I are talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're out there in droves, and um, yes. this is this is this is an ancient thing. You know, there was a reason the Greeks created theater to teach people, as you well know, your theater history, and yeah. even before that, there was a reason why when the Neanderthal, you know, people went out to try to get yeah. food and they came back to the cave and they told the stories right. of what went on that day while everyone sat with their huge eyes around the campfire mm-hmm. trying to learn and experience it vicariously. This is one of the oldest shared ways that we learn and grow as a, as a society, right. you know, and, uh, the well, suspension disbelief and and the, and there's a there's a, a, a what do they call that uh, when 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 you're when you're purging and and you're and you're experiencing through others like a, an audience they they are able uh, vicariously to yeah. experience and also to work through things I mean this is like what you know we're talking about illuminating the human condition I mean really I have having been an actor for uh, you know professional actor for 35 years I I've I, I've had conversations with people who who try to make light of of my career choice and i have put it to them exactly how we are saying this now how important what we are doing is for society throughout history yeah. uh and and i you know i you know i can talk to somebody who well i i'm thinking of a very particular person right now that i you know a friend but but they you know when i was having a problem with in my career they said well then do something real uh, why are you why are you doing this at all and i and i had to express uh, the importance of what i do and yeah. and and what you're doing to help those of us who who want to do this and do it well and when i say do it well that just sounds so trite but it's but it just means 
be a better at communion. Yeah, do do it to the best of your ability. Are yeah. you maximizing the gifts you were given by the gods? Oh, you know, yeah. are you maximizing them? That is a life's path. It's well, not a goal. Since I have a few more minutes, because we are doing a third episode, uh, we've we've just got so much to cover. But I'm going to go ahead then, since you said, uh, you know, uh, you you kind of teed this up for me. Uh, we you you do summarize and say that the six most important tools are, and we've talked about it a lot, starting with great communion. Uh, but let's talk uh, just for a few minutes on the others. Uh, I know it's hard to to just 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 summarize, but you know no, you've okay. you've got immediate prior circumstances. So as actors, you know we have to know what you know. Go ahead and 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 let's let's just discuss the the last five. Uh, okay. Yeah. So immediate prior circumstances. Right. So that's a very important thing because um, even in the book and all the scenes that. Uh, are are in the book. Most of them, the characters in the scenes, are not coming into a situation um, without some kind of prior uh, experiences in their own individual stories or journeys right. that mm-hmm. are in, that that are important to what we are about to witness. Right. In other words. What were the characters doing, thinking, feeling emotionally immediately before the first line or the first opening shot? And when we tell stories in film and television, you know, there are huge gaps in the timeline of the characters. And we see them have one experience and then we don't know what happens. We just assume that certain things go on as an audience member. And then we see them in having a new experience in the next scene. So the actor, the actor needs to know what those circumstances, right? 100%. The, the, the kind of analogy is that if you got knocked unconscious as a human being completely and, and, this has happened to you know lots of people, and then you suddenly wake up and you're dropped into this foreign world with these people in front of you that you don't know how they got there, or how you got there, or what is happening, and you're expected to engage with them. It's impossible. Right. You don't know how you got there. And for characters or for actors who are trying to manufacture both emotion and verbiage out of the dark, it's just never works. It, it, it's never believable. But if I, I have found in my experience directing actors that if we just discuss thoroughly, okay, where was your character in the previous 5, 15, 30 seconds, one minute before the word action? Where were you? What, were your, what was your character doing? Why were they doing it? How were they feeling about this particular situation that they're walking into and the person who's in it with them, is that person a stranger or do you know them? If you know them, what's the relationship? Why did you come here? Right? What That's what we call an inciting incident. It's right. related to <clears throat> media prior circumstances. Why is your character here? Something happened to bring your character here. If it's just happenstance or coincidence, that's almost never the case, not in screenplays. So you know. that would be number two on your most important tools. You right. have number three and four listed, and I, I think there's a real connection between find an objective which is number mm-hmm. three, and what mm-hmm. is my character's problem? Uh, yeah. How how do you differentiate those three and four like that? Okay, so let's use uh, <clears throat> let's give Stanislavski's 
<clears throat> definition of the word problem, and it isn't the English definition. Right. You know, uh, a problem in the system that we use is what is the other character or actor or both, same thing, what are they doing to keep me from getting what I want? Ah. Not just what are they saying, but what are the verbs they're playing? What's the emotional communion they're giving me that's keeping me from getting what I want in this scene, no matter what it is? You know, what is the problem that I'm receiving? Well, because if you know wants? your objective, if, if they, if they yeah. know what their character wants, they want. well, mm-hmm. then they would just get it. But there's got to be a problem in order for there yeah. to be a play or, or a movie. Yeah. And when I was taught the method, the Stanislavski method, way back in film school, when I was taught it, the three classes, the, th- the way they broke it down in your introductory classes were objective, problem, and action. There what you do go. I want? What's the other character keeping and how doing keep me from it? And mm-hmm. what am I doing in return? And, and then the fourth part of that is transition. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. You know, action, counteraction, action, transition, action, counteraction, action, transition. And ultimately transformation, too, uh, is, is in there. I don't know. Uh, do you yeah. cover any uh, transformation in the book? I, I don't use that phrase. I have heard it used. I can't remember which of the masters coined that one. It was Uta Hagen or Stella Adler, yeah. or, you know, Rosberg, and they all kind of played with the language. But yes, I do use the the, the philosophy of it. 100%. Yeah, because you're going, your character is going to be different by the time they do all these things that you're say, you're listing here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, needing something. And, yeah. and then not being able to get it and then taking yeah. action and transitioning as they're going through all the, the you know, the work to to solve the problem. Uh, there's going to be a transformation. And then you end these six most important tools with relationship. Now, is there a reason why relationship is the sixth tool? So this is a little bit... Um misleading and i should have clarified this these are not written in, in order, order oh. that yeah okay and again like with the entire system each one will affect the other and sure. the more work you do on relationship the greater communion you will have and the more you'll be able to you know um give meaning to the immediate prior circumstances and vice versa right. and that's you know, that's what I say to um, all the actors is that if you go to the definition section, you know, of the tools in the book, I don't even know how many there are, yeah. but there's, I don't know, there might be seven, 60 or 70. And every time you're able to up your actor's IQ, you know, or mm-hmm. raise your awareness mm-hmm. level and the way that you're able to use one of the tools in that particular role and in that particular um, uh, production, the the more the other tools will be affected and the more you'll be able to then go to the next tool. And that's why I say, look, this is a workbook as right. much as anything. Right. And use what you need. This is Stanislavski's phrase. I'm going to steal this. <laughs> he said, look, the, the method is great when you need it. Yes. But once you've done the work and you don't need it anymore, you know, now it's time to perform. And live. Live. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell yeah. you what, guys. Uh, I'm talking to the listeners now. This is an amazing book. It's called Acting as an Art Form. It's written by our guest, Jamie Paulinetti. I am going to be linking all 
everything we've talked about, especially the book, your playhouse, uh, the uh, uh, the Atwater Playhouse, uh, uh, and everything that we've discussed will be linked to this podcast. But Jamie, man, I have benefited as much as the listeners to what I've been talking to you about today and what you have shared with us. So much more. We didn't even get to a few of the questions, and we've been at it for an hour and a half now. This is going to be three episodes. Well, well I will say, and I do, you know, I, I obviously I've been doing this 25 plus years and uh, I do want to say and that you know this has been so much fun for me because you're just so well versed and your preparation was so meticulous and that's the that that is the conscious you know part of the work that you needed to do that that not everyone who I've spoken to about this art form does and it mm-hmm. and it just speaks to what we're talking about it's so important like to have a workflow to be yes. prepared to be knowledgeable you sent me your listeners don't know this but you sent me all kinds of different questions comments and things that you wanted to talk about it was very clear that you had done the work and the preparation and that's I think why we were able to talk for 90 minutes <laughs> I didn't even know it's been 90 minutes and we could do another 90 minutes I, I think just want to thank could. you thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, Jamie, you're awesome, man. I tell you what, I'm in Vegas. You know, of course, I I, I live in Vegas now. I was in Hollywood for many years, but mm-hmm. I tell you what, if I get back there, you better believe I'm going to be coming over there and hopefully you'll... Oh, <laughs> I, I just hope you'll let me sit in and I want to just see 100%. you in... I want to see you in action, man. Um, Hey, Jamie, stay on the line. I'm going to close okay. the session out here with the audience, but I want to say a proper goodbye to you. Uh, But guys, uh, don't forget, we are on every podcast site, uh, Apple, Google Podcast, um, you know, Spotify, of course. So make sure that you're you're not only going on but uh, and, and, and tuning in, but subscribe and even give us a good rating, if you will, and tell your friends about us. We're doing really well right now with everybody, and I just want to keep it going. All right, you guys, don't forget, we're here every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and this has been The Actor's Guide. Tag, you're it. This has been The Actor's Guide. For more information about Ann Johnston-Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com slash podcast.